From the studios of Teeing It Up in the swamps of Jersey in Daytona Beach, Florida, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint for Week 13 of the National Football League season for 2017. Jeremy Schilling, Luke Morrow. Luke, let's get into it. You shoot 69 on Thursday, you shoot 68 on Friday. What were your expectations for Tiger going into yesterday? expectations. I haven't watched a, a single second of any of the action. I really followed along, but I've received a bunch of text messages from my friends who do follow and care about golf, and from what uh, I could determine from the text, it sounded like he started off pretty well and then faded uh, over the weekend here, so I guess my expectations would have been for him to have performed better than he has recently. There are times where you just answer questions way too seriously from me. <laughs> this is one of them. But I still love you. Oh, thank you. Um, all right. <laughs> in all seriousness, um, Tiger is back, but football is here. This is a very important weekend in the National Football League. And, and, and Luke, you look at um, where we are. Um, there's some very interesting games today with some very interesting teams in very interesting spots. Last week, that we only had two games all weekend that featured a pair of teams that were 500 or better. And then this week now, uh, the majority of the games, uh, some uh, good playoff intrigue as we'll get into. And you know, now we're down to the nitty-gritty. This is the, the final five games of the year. It's where things get really fun. And, you know, in the NFC, I saw a scenario where it's possible, very unlikely, but possible that you could have, uh, I think it was like eight teams end up with ten wins. Uh, or at 10 and 6, so, uh, you know, things will get very interesting here over the next month. Uh, one of those teams in the American Football Conference um, that will not get to 10 wins are the New York Jets. They face the Kansas City Chiefs and Darrell Rivas today. Do you, and, uh, and, and my question for you is, are you at the point now where you can rule out the Chiefs, or do you still have a wiggle, a, a sliver a, a minute piece of confidence in the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I'll say a, a little sliver, just because of that 5-0 that start and what we saw from them. But they've got a lot of issues to figure out. And uh, Andy Reid has given over play-calling duties, which is rare for him. He's always called plays you know, as a head coach. Um, mixing it up today, and the Chiefs have a lot of things to figure out. I mean, they've only gone over 100 rushing yards once, I think, in the last six games after the start they had from Kareem Hunt. Uh, he's been, he's, he hasn't had a touchdown in seven weeks. Uh, they can't run the ball anymore. The offensive line doesn't look nearly as good. And then Alex Smith and that offense, for one reason or another, haven't been able to throw the ball down the field. And so that kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with the run game. Now it's become such a predictable offense, you can't throw it down the field. They're stacked in the box, which keeps you from running the ball. So what can the Chiefs do? I think it's a matter of time before they make the switch to Alex Smith, especially uh, if they lose today. And I do like the Jets' chances at home. They're a better team at home. This Chiefs team is reeling. So uh, Kansas City may fall back to 500 today. Yeah, I don't have much faith in them either. Um, and the Jets are at a crossroads. This is the time of year, Luke, where if Todd Bowles had a longer, uh, had more confidence in his time here, you'd see other quarterbacks. But they got to keep running out Josh McCown because Todd Bowles wants a job next year. And this Jet team um, is going to have to run the ball efficiently. You know that Kansas City will be ready to play, but I think where the Jets can beat them is in the secondary. With Eric Berry still out, I don't think Revis will be any good. You get Curse, 
and Anderson going deep, which is what they did last week against Carolina. It didn't work, but it worked for a time against that, that Carolina defense. I think the same script works here. Yeah, I'm with you. Do you think Revis has any sort of impact at all? No. I think he's old, washed up, and is there for um, show. I agree. He's like a... a um, trying to figure out the right way to put this. He is... Revis is, is, is there, I guess, for either intelligence or because they need a body, but I don't think the body's going to um, work. So I think he's more um, a, 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 a um, deterrent than an actual piece. Well, he certainly should be motivated because if they win the Super Bowl, he gets like $13 million. That, that is true. But I don't think the Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl. Um, Giants, <coughs> Raiders... Even as a non-Giant fan for both of us, I don't think that Eli thing was handled very well. And now Ben McAdoo could be out of a job. It's similar to the Todd Bowles situation you just said. I found it a little bit odd for McAdoo to make this move from what I could um, glean from the uh, press conferences and the conversations and everything. It sounded as if it was McAdoo's decision first and foremost. And I found it peculiar because it seems like a move for the future. Now, Geno Smith is in the future, but uh, regardless, it's a, mu- a move to, to move forward, in my opinion. But McAdoo's not going to be here to move forward. So I, I didn't understand why he would personally want to do it. I would get why maybe the front office would want to do it, although they won't be here next year, most likely either. Uh, I, I, I'll say I did not get the whole big deal about um, everyone being up in arms about benching Eli. Uh, I, I have... No problem with the move. Uh, I think it actually makes sense for the Giants. And now we'll see what Geno Smith can bring to the table because we all know what he's capable of. Um, I interrupt the Sunday sprint to inform you and my wonderful father, um, who is in the next room over, that Pitbull's Greatest Hits album is now out. Oh, perfect. I've been waiting for it to hit the shelf. Is this going to be a holiday present for you, Luke? I'm going to gift it to myself. Gift it to yourself. Wow. Um, <laughs> ain't no Pitbull had enough hits for a greatest hits album, Dad. Yes, Pitbull. Yes. Diehard Dolphins fan, so he claims. Um, <laughs> you never know what will happen on, on, on the Sunday Sprint, Luke. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't understand why you do this to Gino. Do it to Davis Webb. Davis Webb's understandable. You would have had a lot less people up in arms if you... But we know what Gino is, and it's nothing. The dude is awful. Zilch quality. I, I, I agree with that, but I do believe this will lead to Webb in a, a week or two, and so that's why I think it makes sense for the Giants. I mean, you got to look at both quarterbacks. What's the point of having Eli out there? The season's going nowhere. Uh, it's not like the offense is playing well with them anyway. Not that it's entirely his fault, but you know, see, see what else you got to get ready for the future. It's Vikings time. Luke, speak to me. <laughs> well, it's a big game with the Falcons. Um, and uh, a big matchup for the NFC seeding and such. So, you know, Atlanta's on a roll of late. They're the home team today, and they're trying to, to put last year behind them and make another run in the postseason. And you know, they're, they're playing well of late after getting off to a slow start. You're not hearing as many murmurs about the offensive coordinator anymore. They finally uh, hit their stride there offensively. And it, it should be a fun matchup for the Vikings. I think it comes down to being able to run the football. That's when the Falcons have struggled and they haven't been able to stop the run, and then that keeps the offense off the field. The Falcons have less than 18 points 
in all of their four losses, and they have more than 23 points in all of their seven wins. So um, when they lose, the offense struggles, and when they win, the offense does pretty well. So keep the offense off the field. That will help them uh, or keep them from putting points on the board, and that has led to losses for Atlanta. Did you ever think that after 12 games, 12 60-minute football games, that the Vikings would be 9-2 and two and currently the two-seeded in, in the National Football Conference? No, I did not. I was confident in the Vikings this year. I thought they could certainly be a playoff team, but I, I did not see 9-2 and two coming, especially if you told me that Sam Bradford would only play six quarters of football this year. Um, I got a text, I remember, a group chat with my father and my brothers, and my father at the start of the season saying how the Vikings were going to be in trouble. And I was the optimistic one in the family. Now, I wasn't this optimistic. And then uh, a couple of weeks ago, after, I forget which win it was, I think it may have been the Redskins win two weeks ago when they moved to 8-2 uh, uh, and two at the time, I texted my brother after the game just uh, talking about how uh, amazing it was and how it, much disbelief I still was in. I, I still find it hard to believe that they're 9-2. and two. They've won seven in a row. They're the number two seed in the NFC, but, you know, they have the talent. The only question mark is Case Keenum, but he's playing excellent over these past few Stop. weeks. Stop. Hold on. Hold on, Luke. Luke, Luke. You have, you, what astounds me about the Vikings is that you st- you still have a question mark over your quarterback, who right now is, what, the second leading MVP candidate besides Carson Wentz, probably? <laughs> yeah, hey, he's the November player of the month, too. Yes. I, I, I have said that there is no quarterback controversy. Keenum should be the starting quarterback. He's playing excellent this past month. My only fear, and I guess it comes from being a lifelong Vikings fan, we're always <laughs> waiting for that other shoe to drop, is that once it comes playoff time, you know, Keenum's beating these teams now, so I guess I should should have the faith in him. But exactly. Can he go into Philadelphia and beat an Eagles team? I, you know, I, I don't know. But you realize that that matchup would come in the NFC Championship game, which... Yeah, that was an example. I, that's why the two-seed is important, or even the one-seed, the Vikings can get there, because they are uh, much tougher, obviously, like most teams, at home. So if they can play... Their first game or two at home, that would be, of course, like any team, a huge advantage. All right, let's talk about the 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 one seed. They face Carolina today. Um, look, we, I saw Carolina. They're they're kind of impressive. I mean, the Jets made a bad coaching decision towards the end of that game. But look, this is a football team that can score, and that's 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 the big thing is that that they're able. To play well offensively, Cam Newton's clearly better um, than he was early in the season. And now they're able to run him on those plays where they put a ton of people in the box and then inside the red zone, and then they just run Newton out either left or right. Uh, this is a scary team, but I still think New Orleans is the better team, the more complete team. And I think New Orleans could actually win this game going away today. I- I'm really impressed with the Saints. Yeah, I like the Saints at home. I mean, that run game has been their biggest weapon. It's uh, become one of the best in the league, and then it makes life much easier for Drew Brees, who doesn't need things to be much easier for him. Um, so that offense is really dynamic right now. The defense, I'm still not sold on. They're a little banged up. They're having a good year, the Saints defense, um, but they're young. I don't know if they've been truly tested. And on the other side of things, uh, you understand the move to get rid of Calvin Benjamin. You have McCaffrey. you got a lot of speed on that offense and you want to use more of that speed, it's pick your poison when you have to deal with Cam Newton and McCaffrey as the running back. You can't, you know, spy both of them because McCaffrey is the leading receiver for them. He likes to leak out. So it makes it tough for defenses to, to uh, guard that, that Carolina 
backfield specifically. But for me with Cam Newton, I think he's gone over 200 yards once during this four-game winning streak in terms of passing. Obviously, he's a dynamic quarterback. I still think he's not playing well enough. That defense is really good. But I'll take Breeze over Newton any day, and I like the Saints at home. Me, me too. Um, I was going to say something else about that, and I forgot what it was, so we will not say it here. Oh, yes, Christian McCaffrey is very good, and he's finally coming into form. Um, and finally, we look at the Sunday night game. Um, Eagles going into Seattle. About a month ago, I thought this could be one of the games of the year, but I think Seattle was way too depleted defensively. I think we end up in a shootout here, and I think the Eagles win this game by probably low double digits. Yeah, if the Seahawks stay in contention for the entirety of the season right now, they're on the outside looking in. Uh, I think Russell Wilson may have to be the MVP. He has accounted for 80% of the team's offensive yards, which is the most for a single player in the Super Bowl era, and he has been involved in all but one touchdown for the Seahawks this year. I mean, he's become a one-man team. They have no run game. They have no offensive line. The defense is now beaten up. It's been all Russell Wilson keeping the Seahawks competitive, and he's got a tough assignment against this Eagles defense that can get after the quarterback. Uh, I'll say Seattle's the underdog at home for the first time in five years. Uh, they are in danger of dropping their third straight game at home for the first time in a long time. And for those reasons, I'm going to pick the Seahawks. The Eagles are the better team. The Eagles should win. But still, I'm holding on to some magic there in Seattle that the Seahawks just can't lose three straight at home, especially a Sunday night game. Look at you Got, getting the Russell Wilson stats out. Well done. Yeah, you know, I, I dislike the Seahawks. I'm not a Russell Wilson fan, but i got to give him a plug for what he's doing this year. It's pretty phenomenal. Luke, we're getting to the end of our radio program. Oh. Right on cue this week. Very good. Thank you. Timing is impeccable. <laughs> impeccable timing. Your game of the day, I would think... Is is um, Vikings and uh, Falcons? Well, you, you know, I don't like to pick the Vikings. I think it's a superstitious thing. But I'm going to say Saints Panthers. I'm going to go Vikings Falcons. Look at me. Ooh. Your sleeper game. I'm going to say Lions Ravens just because they're two teams in the playoff hunt, uh, both six and five. Indy Jacksonville. Jacksonville could be ending their run here if they're not careful. The Indy offense is better than people think. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Your, your game to see if Charlie Hoffman can hold on to a five-shot lead at the Hero World Challenge during. There are a couple to choose from on this good slate of games. I'm going to see Broncos, Dolphins, two teams that are just both a mess and both really underachieved this year. Um, I'm going to go with uh, 49ers, Bears. Sorry, Jimmy Garoppolo. I like, yeah, I like Garoppolo uh, and the Niners. Uh, your survivor game. Uh, Steelers, I'll go, uh, they, they're not going to lose, even in Cincinnati, uh, they dominate that series. Chargers over the Browns, we can't forget about Cleveland, they're awful. Yep. Although, this is the team they would lose to. Yeah, well, it'll be like a home game for them. <laughs> yes, basically. For the Browns. Yes, basically. And finally, your player or person to watch. Uh, I think the Xavier Rhodes, Julio Jones, will be an interesting matchup in the Vikings-Falcons game, but I also want to watch Alex Smith and Ben McAdoo potentially both losing their jobs in the next 24 hours. Uh, Eli Manning, does he weep today? He may get back in the game with Geno Smith's health injury, or uh, health history. You got that right. 
Uh, Mr. Morrow, thank you. My pleasure. And ho and enjoy your football Sunday, everybody.